fucking intro we're, we're just going in another episode of please don't tell my mom my name is steven i am joined again by uh jacob Birkinshaw. we just uh had a great eight minute discussion that will never be heard by the rest of the world what's going on jacob i'm good i'm just i'm disappointed that america's not ready for a new and interesting culture that's <laughs> that's all i'm gonna say on the matter Oh, I know this was that was going to be my famous baked beans, Joe Rogan. baked beans. Oh, baked beans, the queen. It was cigarettes. Oh, yeah. In ten years, it whenever was. I finally get enough followers to finally have people know what it, you know, talk about me on Twitter, then then they would have gone back to this episode and be like, "Can you believe what they said?" Mm-hmm. Well, I can you believe it? And I always said, "Yes, I can believe it." I know. <laughs> Jacob but will be fine. my downfall one day. It's. I mean, I know it's going to happen. That's one of the episodes we do. That's fine. That's fine. So, Everyone, uh, you can't be cancelled. Uncancelable, baby. <laughs> oh, what was I was listening to something talking about canceling, but my can I tell you we were talking about cigarettes before, and that made me think of. Um, I'm actually going tobacco list for the first time in about twenty years, almost twenty years of my life. Oh damn. Yeah, so I uh, my brain is like a big fog, and I can't remember <laughs> where I was listening to someone talk about canceling, but it was it was brilliant. So just know that that was out there somewhere. Look it up. <laughs> um, so we're gonna talk. I know I said fuck the queen. We're not gonna talk about her after I'm so frustrated that that last episode was lost. Let's talk about her a little bit. Um, I told you we we're gonna do some trivia, some fun facts. I'm just going to go oh, yeah. with a couple of them off the top that caught my eye. Do you know um, what her what her pet name was from a pet? Her pet name that Prince Charles called By, her. Uh, I don't know. Oh, uh, roadblock. It, <laughs> no, it's 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 pretty fitting as well. Um, he actually called her Cabbage. <laughs> he's, such a nonce. he's such a nonce he's such a nonce do you remember the pictures that came out right before he died when he was in the car and it was like i mean that yeah, yeah, it was yeah. something straight out of a jordan peele horror movie he was he was terrifying yeah 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 he would definitely tell you i would have voted for obama a third term i would have <laughs> done it and then tried to steal your soul yeah. Wait. No, he wasn't Prince Charles. No, he was Prince. Um, what was Philippe. his name? Philippe. Yeah, that's him. That's him. Yeah. Yeah. The Greek now, one. now we've got King Chuck. Um. Now we've got King Chuck, the third. Yes. Although he, he could mean, have been King Arthur, so I don't respect him at all. I I did see something joking about how King Arthur could technically come back because I guess in the stories he'd never really died. Is this true? <laughs> Um, I don't think he died. I mean, the stories are all very old and kind of mixed together. But yeah, um, because you can take, it's like any of your first names you could mm-hmm. take. And I think Prince Charles is, is like Charles, Philip, Arthur, George. So he could have been any of those names as king. Ugh. But he chose Charles, which is, I think, a loser decision, honestly. <laughs> when does he get been, to pick been, that name? I mean, he's been Prince Charles for his entire career, his entire life. I feel like you need a rebrand now, Charlie. Yeah, he's you need King to become Chuck. King Arthur. You need to become King Arthur. That's yeah, the I move. Mean, That's the move. 
I wonder if every monarch King- has Arthur in their in their ridiculously just long in, name. Just in case. <laughs> yeah, just, just throw in it in there. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah. Um, so I did have a question for you. Maybe you know since you love her so much, you're so close to her. Um I do. Her corgis, are they being buried with her? <laughs> I hope not, because that would just be far too cruel for the corgis. Although I did see something brilliant about some British corgi club quote like some you know online British group for corgi people and it was like oh my corgis have been acting up all day I think they know what happened (laughs) 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 I I mean she did have a quote saying she didn't want any of them to outlive her like don't want her to live without her oh okay yeah she's a real monster Knowing you lot, you you would have thrown them in there with her, but you know. Ideally, if we could have done, we would have done, but no, yeah. not anymore. Just the classic baked beans in the coffin with her for all eternity, a cup of tea to see her off, and that would have been it. Mm. And a well, ninety-six gun salute. Is that true? She's actually That's- having ninety-six. 96 bullets they're firing they did like a you know those things i don't don't even know what they're called like the gun salutes and it was around for every year of her life (laughs) did they already do it yeah yeah i think they did it today or something or tomorrow but and i was like that's 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 excessive you could you could invade a small town with that amount of ammunition (laughs) like this just seems this is a bad idea whoever came up with it that's true and in typical british british fashion they should have used it for that they should have done. We could have, yeah, taken back some of the empire, but we lost. But alas, here we are, empireless, queenless. It's been a bad week oh, for Britain. Has, have Have you already started your uh, your dead queen holiday yet? Has that started for you? Uh, no, I think for some people it might have done, but um, we do have. I mean, they're still having to organize everything. But the nineteenth, her funeral is a holiday. That's Which is nice. It's a, a Monday. Yeah, yeah you know Good what I would do? The, if I was what? a royal family, I would look at that and after seeing all of the messages on Twitter, and I would be like, you know what? Fuck y'all. You don't get a holiday anymore. Everybody <laughs> works extra days this year because of her. <laughs> I mean, it's going to cost us billions, though. That's what? the that's the issue because the everything holiday? shuts down. Yeah, banks shut. It's a bank holiday. I mean, so, you already like, take all off banks all the time. Are shut. We do. And that's, you know, cost us, but just an extra day or extra like week is going to cost us billions. But you know what? It's the first nice thing the Queen's ever done for us. So <laughs> that's fine. So, so when y'all shut down, is it like all the all the restaurants, the pubs, everything is, I mean, it's, it's more dead. like it's no, it's more like Sunday service, you know, like a. What would be like a nine to five is now maybe like an eleven to three, or something like that. But that's okay. for some jobs. Like there are a lot of jobs, like office jobs, will be shut, and you know anything that requires banking is shut because it's a bank holiday. That's what. That's why they're called bank holidays. Oh, it's just called a government holiday here. But that's that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Okay, gosh, so, which is nice. I think we get it off now. I think the nineteenth of. Uh, September or the Monday around that is now going to be a bank holiday forever. I think forever. Yeah, 
It's going to be like Queen Elizabeth Day or something. Some oh, wow. bullshit like that. Yeah, yeah, we get, yeah. Is it, you know? is it normally a holiday for every dead king? Because y'all had quite a few of them there for no. a while. No, well, because of, you know, labor laws and everything around that, you know, she's been monarch since the 1950s. So a lot of modern labor laws, like a lot of the stuff that is we're now using, like bank holidays, that kind of all got cemented during her reign. Like, so this is the first time. But I don't imagine, like, Charles won't get one. Fuck Charles. <laughs> but the Queen. I, I mean, he may rule for five years before he dies. He may. He may well. He's 73. Yeah, he doesn't look he's an old bastard. great himself. No, he's an old bastard. Yeah, and we got to change the money over. It's a whole thing. New stamps. It's a whole thing. It's just nonsense. I say we just we just holding pattern, don't do anything until he dies. Then William will take over in his 40s, and that's like 30, 40 years or whatever. But yeah. Yeah, well, it's money, big willy time. It's big willy time. And, you know, it makes sense because, like, the new money and everything, like, it's just a big hassle. Mm. I imagine. Mm. Because, you know, imagine having to, like, if American dollars had had to have the face of the sitting president on it. Oh. <laughs> like, it's like, it's just a bit much. It's a bit much. But what would we do with all our old cocaine-covered bills at that point? I mean, it's really exactly. <laughs> like, someone, someone has to snort cocaine through those notes, and it's <laughs> going to be me. Yeah, I mean, imagine if we had to shut down for a week, people not spending anything, not not supporting old, old Jeff Bezos getting stuff delivered to them <laughs> for an entire week just to get Obama and Trump dollar bills printed out there. It'd be insane. No, thank you. Yeah. It, yeah. It's just, it's a lot. Yeah. So I don't, um, I'm, I'm glad. You're glad you're, y'all are all celebrating this. I'm glad. Everybody going to get tossed this week to celebrate her. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I'm going out next weekend. Going down with the mates. There's no football on though, which is the worst. It's the worst. Yeah, because that's all we watch. I know. Like, I got imagine... to sleep in today. <laughs> but it's like if it is, it's everything over here. Like imagine, imagine fucking you know Biden gets shot or something, and then the NFL, NBA, and baseball all shut down for like two weeks. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? And I mean, that, happening. that might be the only thing that's keeping the rednecks from doing it. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's also a good thing. I mean, everything <laughs> did shut down because of that little uh, disease that went around the world, though, for a little bit. Um, so we did have a taste of yeah, it. Yeah, but yeah, but that was like, you know, it was more understandable. This is just an old bird diet. Like, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> a thousand year old bird it's to yeah. be expected i mean i feel like it happened old. really quick yeah, they I mean, said, who cares? they said she was secretly dead what was that six months ago they were like oh nobody's seen her she's actually dead and then it was just like <laughs> in a day like hey i think the queen's dying they took her to scotland and then she's dead by the morning yeah like into the morning yeah 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 no i mean i mean they knew they knew at the time i think i, I told you that uh the the queen the doctor had said like the queen is in a bad like the i can't remember his exact words but then the bbc which is like the major news channel cancelled all programming for the next four hours so someone told someone that like no this is it she's gone Mm. so yeah 
which is good. It's nice. I'm I'm glad. I mean, was it on TV yes. for like the the next few days? Yeah, is it's it on, TV on TV still. I mean now, God. I mean now it's um old Chuck has come down to London for his accession um, ceremony bollocks thing. So he's so now it's all wall to wall King Charles. You know, the king is dead. Long live the king. All that bollocks. Imagine having so to see him and his gross fingers on TV all day long. I know, I know, I know. And his his wife, who's like the most hated woman. Who's um, his wife? <laughs> uh, Camilla Parker Bowles, who was basically it's just because she's not Diana, and well, he loved her the whole time. Anyway, like they'd loved each other for a long time, but they couldn't be together. Then Diana died. Then they married, and everyone just hates her. Which I'm like, I mean, she's she's just as noncy as the rest of them. I don't oh. really see a difference, but it's fine. Is she? Oh, I think I heard about this. How they were like having an affair behind. Yeah, yeah. Like, and then, yeah, interesting. I mean, Diana, Diana did too. Harry's not Charles's son, so it's no. fine. No, no, no. If you uh, if your listeners now look up James Hewitt. That is Prince Char- Prince uh, Harry's father, and like you, there's no one that can convince me otherwise. It is a up. ginger man who was, he worked in the house, he worked with Diana, and he is the spitting image of Prince Harry. And it all happened when Harry, when Charles and Diana were going through marital issues. Oh my God, he does look just like him. Yeah, he does. I told you. Yeah, that's fucking yeah. Oh, that's his dad dad for sure. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, a little bit of trivia for. (laughs) They didn't put that in the Diana documentaries, now did they? They did not. They did not because it's never been, you know, a totally proven. But everyone knows, and everyone's known for years. Yeah. 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 I mean, mean, look, look at him. Just look at him. I mean, it doesn't ultimately matter now because him and uh, him and old Meghan Markle says "see ya" to y'all. They, they yeah, he's still on. He's still fifth in line though, so he could be king. Oh, I thought since he said "peace out," I don't want no. part of this anymore. No, no, he still gets all the titles. It's just you know, I don't want to do the job, the meet and greet job that is being a royal. That's the only thing they step down from like all the media duties they still have the titles they still have you know all the perks that come with that they still get your money yeah i'm not sure i mean legally i'm not sure how that works but probably i mean he's lived his entire life off taxpayers money like millions of pounds in taxpayers money so i doubt that's going to stop going forward I mean, good at for this him. point, good for him. at this point, it's 2022. Was she? It, it should probably end with her, right? <laughs> you know, it should be like, I mean, who has to make this decision to where it's like, no, no more, no more people sitting in a in a castle in 2022 being the king. Uh, and that would be the prime minister would make that decision, and Liz Truss will not because she's a fucking cunt. But I think I think it's certainly the beginning of the end. For I don't know if it's going to be now or later because the thing is the queen was kind of bulletproof like her public image was pretty much well established like she was a real she was a real public relations juggernaut for the royal family 
like she had her approval ratings were like consistently super high but um royal family approval ratings have been dropping in recent years and charles is not well liked certainly not by the standards of the queen so i think it's going to fall even further and eventually that's going to reach a tipping point and a prime minister is going to come in on the platform it's going to reach it's going to have to reach like 80% of people don't want the monarchy anymore for it to happen and right now that number's probably around 30% of people that actively don't want the monarchy so it's going to be a while but with the queen gone that might just accelerate hopefully i hope i yeah, want to come I, I mean both Charles and William seem like a couple of wet farts, so I can't imagine it's going to be a good few years for, for oh, either. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, William's pretty well-liked because he's so bland, and because when he was growing up, he was him and Harry were seen as like, ah, oh, the handsome young princes. But, I mean, he's just a guy. He's just a posh wanker. <laughs> so I don't imagine he's not going to be as well-liked because the, the problem is with someone like the Queen, like, you know, my my mum is about to retire and she has spent her entire life. The queen has been the queen. So Mm -hmm. for, and she is quite like, she's quite old. Like there aren't that many people in the country older than my mum, bless her. So like the (laughs) amount of people that are just like, you know what? This is like an institution. This is just, this is just it. And now that's gone. So hopefully that spurs some change, but we'll see. We'll see, you know, it's good that we live in, you know, a, a democracy, a meritocracy, apparently, where we have hereditary titles. That's always fun. <laughs> I mean, it is wild. I mean, it, it, it is. I agree with the the older generation, Diana, because we're getting some of that here. Although they're having one lit, one last ditch effort to, you know, oh yeah, have some of their old stuff. You know, like getting rid of basic human rights, but. Um, get it. Once they're dead, it'll it'll go back. You know, we'll, we'll fix the things that they've. <laughs> hopefully or just or just be a lot lot worse just yeah hopefully yeah oh we've already i mean i've already talked to you about moving over there like i've got to get out of here it sucks mm-hmm. and then uh brought it up to the family and i've had certain family members who uh, put the kibosh on it pretty quick not my wife she was pretty interested <laughs> but other members who would have to be who who we would have to get their approval from apparently they said no because I'm not super interested in paying a whole lot of taxes for, and it was for, I quote, and what? <laughs> I said, well, well I'll I mean, tell you I mean, what. I mean, I'll tell you, just basic human rights, just free healthcare, just, uh, you know, a country that, it, that doesn't govern people based on, like, fundamentalist Christian beliefs. Like, there are just, you know, a place where, there was a shooting in a place called Plymouth in the UK about a year ago or a few months ago. Five people were murdered. It was the largest mass shooting in over a decade, and it was national news for a week. And within that week, legislation was passed to make it more difficult for people to acquire firearms. So like, there are lots of things that other countries outside America are able to do in terms of safety and healthcare that America is just unwilling to ever do like that. Like I remember telling that to chase, I think, and he was like, that's ridiculous that it's national news a week later. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, there was we're a on to the next thing over here. It's like, okay, yeah, yeah. Well, 
And like which, five people, that that barely that's local news. Five people. Five people, yeah. I mean uh, that's yeah, you don't even make it into the newspaper here. Yeah, it's, it's nothing. It's nothing. Yeah. Like even now, like some if something like like Uvaldi, Uvaldi happened over here, whack when it happened, it would still be front page news. Like it would still be the biggest news story in the country until the Queen dies. From then till now, it would be front page of everything because it's such like if you took that event and put it in British culture, it's just it's completely removed from anything we could imagine happening here. And for for America, you have like oh they're fake actors, you know it's uh, uh, you know no, that's that, like, one, Trump that's one guy, yeah. That's one guy, but that's also the guy who 75 million people voted for last year. Oh, <laughs> no, he's, he's different. No, I don't I don't even know if he ended up doing that. That was like a Mike, uh, not Mike, uh, Alex Jones was doing the crisis. It was Alex thing. Jones. And yeah, but he Trump is kind of huge. Alex Jones is like ridiculous. His his reach is insane. It, well, Which... it, it has it has shortened over the years since he's been yes. deplatformed from different things and I mean, he also he was making he was making silly money. Yeah, all of this. Well, he also is full of shit, and he'll be like, "Oh, I'm I, I'm not Republican. I'm I'm just here to get the truth." Like, well, you're not. Oh yeah, no. yeah. No, no, he's a fascist. He's a he's yeah. a horrible he's a horrible piece of shit. But yeah. but there are a lot more people, and like people like that, like they exist over here, but they're not that big, and there aren't that many of them. Sure. Things like Fox News. Just that, like something as openly xenophobic and like just clearly we hate anything slight left wing of Hitler is like that doesn't exist over here. That's that kind of thing. Like the Americans, because you get used to it, you know, you grow up in it, you think it's normal. And that's why to us it's a huge shock when we see Americans and we see Americans say, oh, America's so brilliant, America's so great. And we're watching it thinking, what the fuck are you talking about? This is insane. Like, I don't like, I can't fathom living in America. I can't fathom living that life. And that with the anxiety that like, I could go to Walmart and a guy could walk into it walk into the shop with a Kevlar vest and an automatic rifle and start shooting it up for some random bullshit reason. And like, that's just, that's just a fact of life. And I'm like, that's, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't really, it doesn't really cross her mind. The thing that more worries me is the school stuff because there's there's nothing really to be done about that, and that seems to be where it happens more often for God knows what reason. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, they're, they're easy to target. Well, and it's usually you know it's unstable ki- kids who, I mean, they're already inundated. And I I was actually talking to a client of mine the other day about this about how kids like I I just would hate. I know that it's probably the best time to be alive, but it's probably also the worst time to be a teenager just growing up constantly <laughs> on your phone, constantly ha- having interaction with other people. Like the bullying, I think, is what makes um, most of the school shooters, you know, is, I believe, also mental I mean, illness, I, but, you know. I think there's a lot. I think there's there's far too much involved because I've, I've worked as a teacher for a while and it is totally different than when... You know, I was in school in the 2000s or when you were in school. It's not it's not the same because I remember in like 2005, 2006, 
when I was a proper, like that real transition of like 12, 13 year old teenager. And I could, if I had a tough day at school, like I said something stupid or, you know, someone was picking on me or something like that, I could go home and that was gone. Now it's not. Now it's 24 seven, all the social medias. If you're not um, Snapchatting people back, if you're not like on all these different apps, you are going to be bullied relentlessly on them. And it yeah. got to the point in one school I worked at, it got to the point where a hold where they 12 or 13 year old committed suicide. And then the bullies got death threats on these social media. So it became this like spiraling where like, we can't Jeez. do anything about this, but these kids are like going at each other's throats on social media and there's absolutely nothing we can do. And one of them just committed suicide. And like, that's yeah. just a reality now. Like there's a world totally devoid of adults and teachers and people who are responsible and can treat these kids nicely because kids are fucking horrible. Kids are really nasty to each other. And like as an adult, like, you know, even if there's someone you really don't like, you know, generally to be kind of polite to them in like society, you understand, you know, I don't want, you know, you have some level of empathy. Kids don't have that. They're still developing that. And they just say the worst shit to each other. And if and when that's completely unmonitored and it just spirals, they have an there is an entire world that teenagers and young people are inhabiting that you and I have absolutely no concept of. And that world is just going to get bigger and bigger, unfortunately. Yeah, which is fun. I know. And that's as nice. as a parent, like my daughter's already ten, so it's it's I'm getting to that terrifying point. Mm-hmm. She just got her first phone, but I mean yeah. we've we've limited it. Um, she doesn't have social media or anything like that. And we try, we limit the screen time itself, but I mean, there's only so long you can keep somebody off, you know, you, you can't keep your kids no. off forever. You can't completely no. isolate no. them you... from the world. Cause then there are weird no. kids because of that too. <laughs> yeah. Then they get ostracized for that. Like, yeah, once she's 13 or 14, 15, you can't stop it anymore. <laughs> you know, yeah. they're a young, they're a young adult at that point, And you you either either she's the outcast or you allow her into this world that you know is unhealthy for people whose minds are developing but there isn't really an alternative because it's either that or she's the weirdo who has no friends and she has no social life well she's my kid so she's (laughs) gonna be a weirdo either way but yeah yeah, um, but that's your fault that's not her fault that's your fault yeah it's more a home thing but yeah yeah, (laughs) i mean and I have a real problem with a lot of, and I've talked about it on multiple podcasts, so forgive me if anybody's a regular listener, but TikTok and YouTube, how much I'm an old man about these things, how I hate them so much. I think they are <laughs> the downfall of our society. I mean, I've listened to <laughs> I've listened to my wife's stuff that she watches on TikTok. I've listened to my daughter's TikToks and YouTube stuff. And I'm like, this, I mean, this is just the worst of the worst. And I know, like the loudest voices get amplified, but yeah, for fuck's sake, these these people on there they suck, and that's I mean, that's it, who everybody's watching. Yeah, I mean, the algorithms are very, very much designed to suck you down weird rabbit holes. Like, yeah. I don't know, I don't know if you've ever done that. Like I saw when Facebook got that like quick feature, mm-hmm. I started using it to scroll through, and very quickly because I think because. The algorithm, because I use YouTube quite a bit, the algorithm knows, you know, I'm a man in his late 20s. 
you know, in the UK, blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, let's throw some Jordan Peterson at you. And <laughs> like, I, I'm, you know, I have the wherewithal to know how full of shit he is about yeah. everything. And I might and just end up watching that little video to be like, you're so fucking full of shit. Let me listen to you say bullshit. But the algorithm doesn't know I'm listening to him ironically. And then I'll start getting Ben Shapiro. And then I'll start getting Joe Rogan clip after Joe Rogan clip of Jordan Peterson. And yeah. like all this extra stuff of like guys calling out um, women online. And I'm like, after a little while, half my stuff is this. And I'm like, holy shit, I need to do something about it. And I start, I have to start like disliking whenever this stuff comes up, dislike, move on straight away. Yeah. I have to like tell the algorithm because like very quickly within a day, like if I have, if I'm not discerning any of this, if I'm just hearing this for the first time and I'm slightly open to the idea or I don't have like the emotional intelligence to understand how full of shit he is, I'm in that rabbit hole. <laughs> and it's yeah. like, it's that quick. And it's that crazy and people can just get dragged down it so quickly. I think with men, it's a lot more because a lot of these voices are male voices. There aren't as many women talking about how bad women are and there are men talking about how bad women are. So it's slightly different. Yes. But it happens. There's, there's also, I mean, I I also have a little brother who's, who's uh, right around that influential age as well. And I've heard him. Uh, I mean, he's he's talked about listening to some of these same people you were just talking about, because I think it's I think it's easy for them to go there without hearing you're a man, you're a piece of shit automatically, which they're yeah, hearing yeah. from. They're hearing from men. They're hearing from women. They're hearing from society that men are just inherently awful. If you're a man, you're you're shit. So they go to these people who are like, nah, nah, fuck. Don't listen to that. You're you're a good guy. You just don't. Don't tickle your pickle forever and be mean to women. They love it. Um, this and that, like <laughs> it, it's very it's terrifying. It's very that's to fall down they, that rabbit hole. But that's where they feel safe. Yes. I mean, it makes sense, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because no, yeah, because it's a male-dominated space. You know, Joe Rogan is a guy who doesn't know a lot about anything. But you know what? I'm a guy, and it's safe here to talk about guy stuff that you're thinking about. Yeah. And guys, like, yeah. Fuck yeah, I love yeah. it. Well, and, sometimes know, that's fine. Like, I, I don't think Joe Rogan's malicious. I don't think he's actually malicious the way Jordan Peterson is, but right. I think he's stupid enough that he helps spread it to people. Well, yeah, I think like, and that's yeah. and guys and guys are that stupid too. Most of the guys listening are that stupid, and they'll be like, "Yeah, you know what? You said some big words then, and it sounded like you were making a good argument. I think you're probably right, <laughs> and that's." Yes. That's the start of something very terrible. People who listen to Jordan Jordan Peterson think they're way smarter than they actually are because they can just parrot some of those big words. But if you've ever actually sat down and listened to him, like, sure, I'm sure he is like technically like he's a learned he's, man. He, he is a learned man. Like he's gone to school. He he knows things. But yeah, yeah, he is not a wise man. <laughs> he's, he's he's dumb nice. in the sense he's that he's not a wise kids. man. Yeah, so like he knows he's very um, he's yeah. So like, well, the I'm, reason if you it, if you notice actually if you notice when these people talk like if you notice when where Ben Shapiro and Jordan Peterson people like that and um, who's the other one Stephen Crowder yeah, where yeah. they like to they're like what's the word like the paddling pool they go into to have these discussions 
are generally they'll go into universities to talk to undergraduates mm -hmm. they'll go on to talk shows to talk to people like joe rogan who have never studied this shit and are just like yeah so tell me what you think tell me what you know and joe rogan just like yeah talk away man like they'll go to these places where their ideas won't get interrogated by people who actually understand them because if they actually understood the ideas that joe rogan i mean Jordan Peterson and Ben Shapiro are spitting out. Anyone who has actually studied this would be able to tear them to shreds on it because a lot of what they're saying is literally nonsense. It's non-argument after non-argument after, you know, a where you might say the only reason you're saying that is because of your implicit belief that Christian values are what make a good society. That kind of thing. Like there are ways where their arguments are very easy to tear down but they choose not to engage with the people who could because then they would be shown as the charlatans that they are. And that's, yeah. that's yeah. If you just pay attention to where they're having these discussions, it becomes a very clear pattern of you are trying to appear intelligent around people who are either young or not at all intelligent in these kind of, you know, fields of study like politics. Absolutely. I mean, it's like, um, it would be like a high schooler putting on a play or a concert or something. And then the, the local elementary school comes and watches and you're like, ah, aren't we great? The elementary school yeah, kids yeah. are like, oh, that was the best thing I've ever seen. But, yeah, you know, if they went you to an that. actual acting class, you think this is awful. Um, yeah, but they yeah, they're not they're not discerning. They, they can't really discern what it is that they're seeing. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's it's gross. It's gross, and guys are being dragged down that hole every day when they're at the most vulnerable ages, and that's trickling down to teenagers who are in these worlds every day, and yeah. that that happens a lot more now, and we can't control it, and we don't want to control it apparently. Well, so, I mean, you know. there are spaces where they do, but I think they are. I don't think they're going about it the right way. They should be, like Twitter, for example. I think they have the worst policing. They just. You, you see a word and boom, you're automatically banned, which, I mean, you could be having a conversation about something, but as long as you type that word, you're just bam, you're automatically yeah. gone with no nuance. Yeah. 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 I mean, none of these, I don't know if you ever saw, there was a documentary on Netflix. It had this, it was like half documentary, half drama. And the drama was really bad and cheesy, but the <laughs> documentary was pretty much, they were just like, this is the guy who invented the like button. This is the guy who created Gmail. And this is the guy who was like a lead designer on Facebook in the early days. And they had like all these really people who have been right at the heart of the social media revolution. And to a man or a woman, they're like, I would never let my child use this. And yeah. these are the people who developed this software and who developed these like algorithms, like the newsfeed on Facebook, how then like the algorithm that makes the newsfeed update, like the guy who invented that is like, I invented a casino slot machine for you to just keep sliding away on to just, yeah. and you keep getting that little dopamine hit. And, and that's they, why. Yeah. They, and people say, they, they set it up to where you read things that they know will piss you off. So you're going to be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got to stay on here and argue yeah. with this person now. Yeah. Something that specifically will get a reaction out of you. And it's just, it's designed to facilitate that ultimately it's designed to facilitate reactionary discussions.
because that drives engagement. Like you're more likely to spend an hour on Facebook a day if that hour is spent in chat rooms, in like Facebook groups, arguing with people about random bullshit <laughs> about the fucking, you know, um, what's the one? What's the one that's now big? The Lords of the Rings. Oh, um, race Rings thing. of Power. That's the one. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. yeah but like, how you're more likely to spend an hour on that. Yeah, about how, you know, in that fantasy world, there are black people in, in my fantasy. God forbid. <laughs> God for God forbid an imagined world has non-white people in it. Listen, is... we're on the fourth show of this happening now. I give it up. <laughs> <laughs> there's going to be different colored people in your shows. Get over it. And it's not, it's, it's nice. It Although literally do think... does not change the show. Yeah, it doesn't. It, it doesn't. I mean, and especially in something like that, like with, I remember seeing a thing of like, Oh, imagine if um, Pocahontas didn't have a you know a Native American, or imagine if Shakespeare's play Othello didn't have a black character. And to that, my response is: uh, those stories are predicated on the racial relations between characters. Like Pocahontas being a Native American is important to that story. Legolas yeah. being a blonde white man is not important to his character. Right. He could be whatever you want. Legolas can be Chinese, and it has zero impact on the story being told. Pocahontas being a blonde, white Aryan princess means Pocahontas isn't Pocahontas anymore. Right. It's very, it's, it's very simple to discern where and when race actually matters, and there is no fantasy story, as far as I'm aware. I'm sure there are fantasy stories where being a specific race is an important element of that character, but nothing in this in any fantasy story I know of where you know it's Pocahontas or it's Othello, where the fact the main character is black is key to the understanding of the play. Like none of that matters. Or like Get Out, like Get Out, it needs to be black people and white people in there because the whole story is about racism in America. You couldn't yeah. suddenly cast a white guy or cast a black guy in the role of the racist family because then suddenly it doesn't work like it get out does. Not and unless you just, make your Candace Owens. Not unless you make it yeah, actually, yeah, I, I should place that. Candace Owens would absolutely work in oh, that story. As one be great. Of the white people. <laughs> 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 yeah. So there you go. You proved me wrong already. Yeah, Candace Owens. You know. She's the exception to the rule. <laughs> no, but I mean that is true. The only, and even in those in the stories where race does matter, and it's not even it's not skin at that point. It is literally like it's a different race of of um what do you, it's a different species, but you know whatever it is between dwarves and elves and whatnot. Every every one of them is about how people are different, but you know you the main the good people in the stories always overcome those differences to be like okay well clearly we need to work together because hey they're not so bad actually um, yeah and that's yeah that's generally an overarching thing you know that's that's the whole dwarves and elves thing i remember from the lord of the rings movies is yeah. that yeah we're different but we're not so different you and i and that's, yeah, yeah. And, and in the witcher which is has been getting hate because of they they dared to have black elves. Um, this, <laughs> this the entire story is specifically about how 
shitty humanity is for hating people who are different. Um, whether it be the, you know, they hate the witchers, even though the witchers saved them from monsters, they hate dwarves just because they're not human. Like, how do you not? Yeah. How do you not see this and be like, Hey, well, maybe I'm being a shithead by (laughs) by discriminating maybe. Yeah. And this media, which is trying to say, Hey, all these people who are discriminating against characters. Yeah. They're pieces of shit. Yeah. (laughs) If you're going to do that to the actors playing that, then guess what? You're the bad guys in this story. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I actually, cause you, you did raise this to me before we went on and I was actually thinking about it. And I think a, there's a deeper pull in this that it's ultimately, there's an economic issue at play here, which is that there are two separate economic issues that are fighting for these big studios like Amazon and Netflix. One, which is an, which is a good one. It's still, they still want all your money, but it's, it's like a positive thing is that these big companies are seeing that diverse casts and inclusivity sells, which is nice because their market research is telling us that us as a society are more open to those things. That's, that's a positive from all of this. It's like when uh, Nike, um, sponsored or like they they were involved with kevin with um colin kaepernick i was gonna say kevin kaepernick when they were involved with him and it's like oh that's kind of good that their their marketing team is telling them the public is more on more on side against police brutality than they are that's like that's that's a positive even if they or they just want our money but the other side of this is intellectual property the ips these companies are driven to make money and the reason why they are constantly making you know the lion king and they're making now they're making a lion king prequel with mufasa and you know why we're on like the sixth alien movie and the fifth terminator movie and the 2017th marvel movie and all these remakes is because these are ips that people know about and make money so the studios are risk averse. They want to keep using these IPs, but these IPs are from a time when society was far less um, inclusive. When mm-hmm. society, these stories like Lords of the Rings, I don't. I imagine Tolkien imagined all his characters white, apart from oh, orcs. Yeah. Oh yeah, like I, I totally <laughs> imagine that he did. So it's more telling about the media that it has existed in Western society for so long the IPs that have become big are exclusively white. There aren't black voices really in these large intellectual properties, but studios still need to use them because they're the ones that are going to make them consistent money, but they also want to be inclusive to make more money. So they're kind of, they're these two issues that are driving them together. And they're like, right, you know what we're going to do? We're going to take all that white colonial intellectual property, all those pieces of media and we're just going to shove black people into it. We're going to shove people of different races into it because we're too afraid to make something that's any different to that. We're too afraid to create anything which might, you know, where these type of, what's the word, complaints from racists wouldn't show up because we don't want to invent a new piece of IP for people to not buy it. So, yeah. like, so that's that's ultimately what's driving this whole inclusivity revolution in media and also the backlash against it, I think. 
Yeah, and it's also, I mean, I it's counter to your point a little bit. It's not even a counter, just like a. I do think people who haven't been represented yeah, in the past, like um, you know, the Asian community, the Black community, the LGBTQ community, have not been represented in the past. They still love these things that they've watched. You know, they still love Marvel. They still love DC. Um, all the stuff that they've already they watched. Do. So it, I imagine it's probably pretty cool to see someone, you know, it's it to see them identified as that that character that they already love. You know, like um, no, was, yeah, that's was it Superman or Batman's son or something like that. They just came out with he's he's bisexual, and then everybody got upset. But I mean, imagine how. <laughs> how that feels for the community like finally we got we got a character yeah yeah yeah. Um, yeah yeah that's what that's what i mean when i say it's it's telling it's a telling a good thing about society that these large corporations their market data is telling them that hey inclusivity sells like like yeah. we can sell to these underrepresented groups of people and they'll like it and that tell that says that society actually wants to see underrepresented groups represented and that's yeah. that's a good thing but it's it, all of this is always done through the paradigm of capitalism it's always done through the paradigm that these are businesses that are designed to make money from their movies no one makes a movie to lose money i don't care how much you might love a movie mm-hmm. i like if i made a movie i want it to make money i want to make money on that movie because i need to live and so if it, if that means oh we need you to write the new Spider-Man, it's like that's fine, that's fine. We'll make Miles Morales, we'll make mm-hmm. him black. We just we need to keep that intellectual property, and we're trying to balance that with, you know, a a what is ultimately a public good of representing underrepresented groups. Yeah, it's nice. It, it's it's nice that you know they're telling us that hey. We think you guys want to see non-white people on the screen. It's like, yeah, I'm, I, I'm happy with that. I'm, I, I quite, I like seeing different groups of people. One of the best things I ever did in the last year, in terms of like my own personal development, was to follow. I made it a point of following um, specifically women and black creators on YouTube to then get different perspectives and like they'll re- they'll drop like a video essay. And like, I'll learn something new from that. Like every time I'll learn something new because it's a whole different perspective on this issue. And it's like, and within a, within a few months, like your whole perspective changes because you start to think like these things that you took for granted, they're not really taken for granted by other people. And it helps you develop a lot as a person. So it's nice to, inc- to have that inclusivity in our media. It's not nice to have, you know, actors harassed <laughs> for that. By right. an online trolls like John Boyega, it's like I'm, yeah, I'll yeah, never John go to Star Boyega. Wars again. But yeah, yeah, that that yeah. trans woman, I can't remember her name. Rose, or it's like yeah, or it's like you might not have liked the character. I thought the character was a pretty crap character. That's not the actor's fault. The actor did what did their job. Like, right. don't blame the white screenwriter who created a terrible character and then got an Asian woman to play that terrible character. Don't blame the Asian woman for taking a job in Hollywood. Right. Taking the, the job that she can act. I mean, imagine yeah. it's already competitive enough. And then also being yeah. part of a community who historically doesn't 
get represented at all. I mean, it, right now we're in we're in a boom, thank God. But um, no, but for years, in, in even past, now, it's yeah. still it's still quotas to a certain extent. Like you know, large like you know the the first Asian superhero movie was just just released, like where the cast is majority Asian in Shang Chi. Like that's never happened before. And you think how many Hollywood movies can you think of where there's been a majority Asian cast? It's like Crazy Rich Asians, Shang-Chi, yeah. maybe a couple of others. I think Aquafina's got one. That's it. So like if you're an Asian actor in a lot of these places, there isn't a job for you. So it's nice to just create those well, jobs when yeah, well, you know, it's here not hurting not, anyone. Here they're not getting those jobs, but overseas like – one of the things, just like you said, you've been following um, uh, different creators on YouTube. I've been digging a little bit more into like into, you know, the Korean and Japanese media stuff, because it's crazy how much mm -hmm. is out there. And it doesn't it doesn't get shown over here at all, unless it's something like uh, Squid no, Game no, no, no. or what was that movie with Josh Brolin? Um, Old Boy. But even then, oh, we, yeah, they change it to that where was a it's remake, not. Like, though. Yeah, and that's yeah. yeah. They they made it white for over here. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. But when the original was fine, you just had to read the subtitles. The original's great. I love it. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's incredible. It's it's a it's a top movie. But um, just yeah. going. Actually, I, it started after I played um, Ghost of Tsushima. I don't know if you played that. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I have amazing game as soon as i started playing that i was like this is this is amazing i played it in like the black and white with the uh in kurosawa japanese mode. Stuff. yeah kurosawa mode so i was like oh yeah. kurosawa i haven't had i haven't watched one of his movies in forever and i think i had only <laughs> ever seen like seven samurai yeah, years ago which is the the quintessential yeah it's 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 awesome but if you go i think it's on hbo max um r.i.p jacob because i don't think y'all have that over there um, but I, by interest, I just completed a 16 movie Kurosawa binge, so I'll probably uh, have seen it. Okay, all right. Well, it. I I went through and watched like half of his collection on there over a weekend, and God, mm -hmm. damn, those movies are good. But it's not yeah. you don't typically hear about that over here. I mean, he's more popular as far as um, Japanese creators go, other than like anime, which even that no, is a niche market yeah, yeah. over here. No, he is. He's the most famous of the Japanese golden age that included like Ozu and there are a couple others. I forget the name of that. I've seen their movies of, but Kurosawa is the guy that people mm -hmm. watch. And yeah, like I think, I think he might be the greatest director who's ever lived in terms of just body of work. Like mm -hmm. the Ran, uh, Redbeard, Ikaru, um, High and Low, yeah, like Yojimbo, he Yojimbo is amazing. Throne of Blood is amazing. Like he has half a dozen movies that are like bona fide masterpiece. Like need to be if you're making a list of like the hundred greatest movies of all time, you need to have like half a dozen Kurosawa's in there. Yeah. I think for me at least, and like yeah, there's and that that's a given. I think at this point, and South Korea has that as well. South Korea has a really thriving movie industry which is really good. Like I yeah. just watched one the other day called I Saw the Devil, which is a South Korean movie, and it's one of the most fucked up things I've ever seen. And it's so good. Yeah. It's so good. 
Well, yeah. I did. Since, while I bring that up, like I heard somebody talking about this recently. Again, brain fog, no nicotine. Sorry, but um, <laughs> saying that the the foreign market of movies, TV shows, things like that is is really taking over because mm-hmm. they have a little more leash, a little more freedom to do and say and create things than we do here over in like the Western world, for example. Mm-hmm. Like we don't, we, like you were saying, you know, they, they want to make move, they want to make money, obviously. Yes. Um, but they can't really push the boundaries on what they can create, what they can present because people will have negative reactions to it saying, Oh, you can't do that. You can't say this. That's not, it's not no, Hollywood. Know, Hollywood a better word, almost, PC. No, Hollywood is the most prescriptive of all. Like I've studied a lot of screenwriting Hollywood is almost like it's very if you when you break down like the mechanics of movie making and storytelling in Hollywood it's almost to a T like the most prescriptive um method you can think of and that doesn't really exist in other places like just to throw a country out there that I've been watching quite a lot of is Iran if anyone you get a chance to see an Iranian movie you've heard a lot about, see it because Iran is killing it right now okay. in their movie making. They just released um, a few recent ones, A Separation, A Girl Walks Home at Night. These are masterpieces that are coming out of Iran in the last few years. And like there are so many of these countries where this kind of stuff is happening. I mean, it's happening in America, but on smaller scales. Like now you have guys like Sean Baker who um, Tangerine was filmed on an iPhone and is incredible. And he just made a movie called The Florida Project with Willem Dafoe, which is like, it's it's almost unbelievable how good it is for non-actors to be starring it. So there are, if you're willing to look outside, you know, the cineplexes, I don't know if, what, what you call them in America. I don't know if that's the um, the porno ones. What are the porno ones? <laughs> Like the Skinner, Skinner Max and all that shit. That's that's just um, I don't like Cinemax online. We don't have like <laughs> jerk off theaters. I, I don't anymore. know what you call because like oh good because I don't know what like over here it's like Odeon and the View are like the two big movie chains, like the two big cinema chains over here. I don't yeah, know what they are. Movie theater. It's uh, AMC, Cinemark. Um, there's Regal. There's a couple of them out there. But like, but if you yeah. go to most of those, will be showing your standard Hollywood fare. There is still like, if you, if anyone asks me, what's the greatest era of movie making? It's right now. Like the last ten years has been the greatest era of movie making ever, I believe, and it's only going to get better because movies are being made cheaper by more creative people with less restrictions than ever before. So I just, I implore anyone who loves cinema, get out there and watch new movies that won't be in the cinema go because there are some like jaw dropping pieces of work coming out every week. Yeah. I mean, you're paying the, that's my, people I think get held up a lot of the times by not wanting to pay. It's such a different feeling going to whatever you just called it, the cine park or whatever, but going to the movie theater um, and you pay, you know, 15, 20 bucks for a ticket or for a couple of tickets. And you're like, okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Perfect. 
I'm going to go buy a $10 bag of popcorn, a $13 drink, and then I'll enjoy this superhero movie. But at the same time, you don't want to sit at home and whether you buy it on Amazon or wherever you buy it from, you don't want to spend five bucks or three bucks half the time for a rental. Watch it one time. Mm -hmm. Fuck it. Mm -hmm. You don't want to spend that because I don't know what the disconnect is there. I have the same thing. Like I, I don't want to watch something on Amazon for $3, but I have no problem spending $20 Mm -hmm. for tickets at the movies. Yeah. But generally for those movies, you're going there with the knowledge, especially Marvel. That's where Marvel really makes their money and one thing which actually is the same for the premier league actually it's why the premier league is the most successful league in the world and it's uniformity it's that you can go see a marvel movie and unless it's like something really bad or something that really misses the mark like the eternals or thor 2 the eternal (laughs) yeah but like nine times out of ten when you go see a marvel movie you know exactly what you're getting and so when you're paying for that, you're, you're paying to know I'm not seeing something. I'm going to walk out thinking, fuck, I really didn't like that. I, yeah. I spent like $30 today to go see that. Like with a Marvel movie, if you like Marvel, you can go see a Marvel movie in the knowledge that it's probably going to be about as good as the other ones you've liked. And that's a real strength that they have. And that's a real reason why they're such a juggernaut is that that in-studio uniformity. Whereas, you know, I'm going to uh, the London Film Festival next month and I'm doing a lot of research because tickets are like 10, 15 pounds a movie. I want to do research so I don't sit through a like two hour art film where I'm going to fall asleep, where like it's most of it is just like shots of a landscape with wind going through them. Like I want to... You know, like I want to <laughs> like tune, like I want to make sure that when I'm going to see a movie and I'm into that kind of shit, I'm into weird art films, but I'm, I don't want to pay 10, 15 pounds to go see one in a cinema. Like it's, it's that opportunity cost of thinking, yeah. fuck, you know, I could have gone to see something I enjoyed. I could have gone to see Top Gun Maverick, which while Top Gun <laughs> Maverick is a gross film, it's a fucking good action film. And I had yeah. a good time watching it and I'm glad I watched it. I, I like, I think it's good. I think it's a very good movie, even though I got shit for saying, you know, it's quite a gross movie. It is. It's also very good and it's very well made. And I had a great time watching it and I'm happy to pay that money because you know, it's, I, I, I trust now like that. And that increases trust in like Tom Cruise. I'm like, you know what? Tom Cruise puts effort into making movies that are, really cinematic and really well done. So yeah. like I might go watch the new Mission Impossible, which is probably going to be just as gross, but I have that like stamp of approval that you know what? All that cool action shit that I really liked about Top Gun Maverick, that's going to be there again. And that's yeah, I mean, that that's that seal of approval, that you know, that he brand have, recognition. He doesn't have too many stinkers out there. Even Vanilla Sky, which was not not a um action movie per se probably one of his best movies (laughs) yeah it is probably one of his best movies yeah Um, i mean i mean tom cruise for as much as you know he's a fucking weirdo he likes he really wants to make good movies he really does he doesn't all the time but he really wants to and i respect that he will jump out of a fucking plane for it (laughs) he will he'll learn how to he'll learn to hold his breath for six minutes underwater and you know what that's acting 
That's fucking acting, people. Yeah, take that, Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> let's not get crazy here. Let's not. Let's not. Uh, let's not blow our load here when we're talking about the greatest actor ever. Yeah, let's not get it's, crazy. It's very hard to be uh, play a, a dressmaker. It's pretty difficult. <laughs> that was so good. I actually I watched that recently. That's so good. I, I really can't even it. imagine putting myself through watching that. Oh. <laughs> I loved it so much. I recommend so, it to anyone. Uh, the Phantom Thread. If you're thinking about, but yes, go on. Yeah, if you got if you got two hours to kill, um, <laughs> so that was a fantastic discussion about the queen. Um, <laughs> that yeah, was a good yeah. solid hour of talking about her. Um, I'm glad we transitioned to movies. It'll make this even easier um, <laughs> for those who don't know. Um, one, Mister Jacob Birkinshaw here has written a couple of scripts, a couple of screenplays. I Um, I sold a short one and I'm currently working on a feature to hopefully be optioned. Yes. 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 So you send over a copy of the one who has not, that has not been sold yet. It's uh, being submitted soon. Um, So as a bro, I took a look at it for you. As a bro, as a bro. uh, As as a bro, I took a look, made sure I took some (laughs) notes on it. Um, I didn't have a whole (laughs) lot of notes on it. If I'm being honest with you, Um, coming from a movie expert like myself, I thought it was really good. That's a that's a positive, I guess. Yeah, hey, uh, hey, hey, that's good. That's yeah. nice. Um, I did have. What, what genre would you call it? Um, depressing. I don't, I don't know what, what genre <laughs> it would be. I guess drama, dramedy. There's some comedy in there too. Um, it's. I mean, it's sort of yeah, um, autobiographical, is. isn't it? It's yeah, I would say it's like most of the details, like the exact, the weird little details, are totally ripped from reality. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's very. I would say like just in terms, actually, in terms of scenes, if you just said like, did this scene play out the way it was meant to? I'd say like forty percent of it is scene for scene reality, but like sixty six percent of it is like basically reality. Yes. So yeah. Um I remember reading that story when you wrote it um in I think yeah, that was yeah. in the NBA group way back in the day. So yeah, as soon yeah. as I started figuring out what was going on, I was like, Oh, okay, all right. Um Okay. It didn't give away the ending or anything. And there's no there's no uh Shyamalan esque twist at the end. Like it's <laughs> I mean No, no. It's pretty I mean, it does pretty kind of go all over the place. It, it does, does kind of go yeah. all over the place. Yes. And that was one thing that I, when I was reading it, I did notice I was like, oh, okay, we're doing this now. Um, <laughs> yeah. It was, it, yeah, yeah, it did jump ahead to like, okay, I mean, I give away some stuff in it. Like it's about That's say, fine. a father and a sons and the like the yeah. relationship between a father and his sons. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's fine. Like this, this wouldn't hit theaters this wouldn't hit theaters until like 2025 so anyone listening to this is unlikely and if it does it would come out on like channel four so Mm. anyone listening to this is unlikely so you you're not spoiling it i don't think for your listeners okay well let me ask you a question what so at the at the beginning whenever um ryan goes to visit his 
his dad. He leaves leaves his dad's house, goes back to his mom's house. She says, "Hey, why don't you go stay over there?" Um, and then they have a conversation at the dinner table afterwards. And Ryan says, "Fuck you. He sucks. Like I don't I don't want to be around him. You know I hate him." And then yeah. immediately it he's going to his house and like fixing breakfast and dinner, bringing him coffee and stuff. And I was just a little confused, like motivation wise there. I don't go help out people this. I hate. No, that is specifically though, that was for the brother. That is the, the help out his like, brother. Yeah, it's specifically, you know, the mum brings up um how hard it's been for the brother who's had to take care of the dad by himself. Mm-hmm. And that is yeah. And it's meant to be more in line with that and more in line with the idea of like whether you love someone or hate someone to try to grit and bear it for someone you do actually care about. And it's, okay. that's kind of the point, but yeah. 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 I, I, I was guessing it had something to do with the brother, but there wasn't a whole lot before with, but you know, between the two of them, it was just kind of like joking around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was that and the uh, calling cigarettes by their proper name. Those, those were really, <laughs> <laughs> those were my two notes at the time. And then at the ending, I, we talked last week about the mm-hmm. kind of stories that you like to tell. Um, very yeah, yeah, like yeah. nihilistic, almost like there's not going to be sunshine <laughs> and rainbows at the end. Um, there's well, not there sunshine is. and rainbows at the end of this. I mean, there a is. little bit. You know what? If, mean, this was, I... if this was a Hollywood movie at the end, he's walking down the street, um, going through the contacts on his phone and clicking on his ex-girlfriend's name that that's how it's ended <laughs> yeah good point yeah yeah it's not anything oh. like that no but that that would be fucking weird i think well that's that, that's interesting because yeah most people have been like oh yeah the ending was like positive but it wasn't too positive and i was like well i thought that was a very positive ending <laughs> I, <laughs> I thought mean... i thought it ended really happily but hey you know maybe that maybe i have to go super positive in my perspective for people to be like eh, it was kind of happy it was a little yes bit. i i would imagine more more closure with uh father and son mm-hmm. would be more would put you more in the positive there because it's just kind of like yeah all good right yeah 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 well you can't get closure steven that's the reality you certainly you can't can get closure <laughs> you can you can and I, I try to, I try to give it closure in some respects, you know, like I, you know, when um, my fiance read it, she was, I, I was like, you know what, I want to write something. I want to incorporate a lot of genres. I want it to be, you know, you'll laugh, you'll cry. It'll be dramatic, blah, blah, blah. And she laughed, she gasped and she cried. So I was like, you know what? Job done. Yeah. That's, that's oh. good work for me. Trust me, if if we saw this in, if this gets shot and we get a copy of it, I watch this with my wife. She's crying like a baby. Um, <laughs> I I have li- literally never once cried in a movie. I'm not not usually like I can't remember. Yeah, not it's like a I'm a tough guy. I don't cry. It's just I don't typically get hit with that kind of. Thing. <laughs> um, I'm not crying, but I'm certainly like I it, it is mo- and I connect with it. It's it's awesome. It's it's like a human. It's a real look at a human interaction between um, family members. 
we'll yeah, say. That, that was, not, that's the goal. It's not just father and son. There are other family members too. I love the cousin in it. <laughs> cousin oh, George. yeah, yeah. That, that is a totally, he is totally real. That is oh. my real cousin. Well. Real cousin Ben. Okay, I'll say his name because he's never going to hear this. He's in Thailand right now building a bar in monsoon season because oh. <laughs> that's the type of person that he is. That whole thing, that is totally, he's just a real person. I need to everything. I need to have a drink with uh, cousin Ben. <laughs> with cousin, new cousin Ben, cousin Ben George. Yes, it's, cousin yeah. Ben George. Um, but yeah, I, yeah. I really enjoyed it. Um, I right. sorry it took me so long. I, it's just That's so crazy, okay. and it's it's a long and it. If we talked about this before, like if you're not used to reading um, play style writing, it can really throw you mm-hmm. off because you have mm-hmm. you know you're gonna want to look at every single thing like. Yeah, when yeah, you're yeah. reading these, there are uh, stage direction, basically, and you're mm-hmm. going to want to read those a lot of the time if you're not used to that. But there is a natural progression. Unless you feel like things really hopping around, you can look back and be like, oh, where the fuck am I at? But Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you, yeah, like once you get into the flow, because it's kind of like a little bit of a different language, but once you get into the flow of it, it does make sense. There's a reason why they do it like this. But obviously nine out of ten nine and a half out of ten people will never read anything kind of like this so it does get difficult to read even i find like i'll be researching i'll read a script and it'll take me a little bit to get into their exact flow of how they're writing it because you know it's it's yeah it's like learning a different language as you're going so it's not yeah it is it almost is, like a, reading Japanese at times because it's literally yeah. like the words are not in the same place that they should be. So yeah, 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 and because um, it's like a hundred pages long as well. It is I think it's exactly it's exactly a it hundred pages long. Yeah, yeah. It took, took me about so, an hour this morning to get on through it, but it was it was very good. Um, yeah, you enjoyed it. Well, yeah, I'll be working out next Thursday, next Friday uh be submission with the goal of if it does go through i mean i'm working on quite a few things now if it does go through then it would you know be option next year and then yeah it's the building up a little resume of um different scripts like i've got a few more i need to work on and yeah to work with channel four and the bbc which is like i don't know AMC, A, I don't know, ABC, NBC, all those kind of things. Like to get into their writers' rooms, yeah, and start working with them. That's the goal. Stop working with those depressing kids. Stop or start working with depressing writers instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I can, I know kids. I know fe- hi, greetings, fellow mm. teenagers. I can write <laughs> that shit. Yeah. So well, yeah, Jacob, that's, that's the goal as a bro. But thank you for reading it as a bro. Yes, yes, of course. I thought I'd give you my uh, expert um, knowledge on it. It was very good. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad I could give you a little break today. I know we both, we just wanted to talk some shit because um, it's been yeah. a bit of a hectic couple of weeks. Um, yeah, yeah. I'll be back, hopefully, re- I say this every single time, hopefully recording more, but, you know, life comes up and that's why we have to come on here sometimes and just talk about dumb racists on the internet that don't like black elves and make fun of the queen and yeah, that kind of thing. It's true. It's true. They're generally the same people. The ones that 
don't want you to make fun of the queen and hate racist el- or and hate black elves. That's true. Are almost it's that Venn diagram is a circle. So you know, it's all it all comes full circle in the end, which is nice. Yeah. Shout out Lizzie, gone but not forgotten. Um, R.I.P. <laughs> R.I.P. Rest in piss. <laughs> P. Uh, power. I mean. oh. Rest in power. Yeah. Yes. R.I.P. In power. R.I.P. In yes. power. All right, Jacob, you take it easy. All right. Peace. Yeah.